What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams, and today I'm wrapping up Sci-Fi Month with the final installment in the Star Trek Kelvin timeline, 2016's Star Trek Beyond. Starring Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Carl Urban, Zoe Saldana, Simon Pegg, John Cho, Anton Yelkin, Idris Elba, Sophia Botella, and Greg Grunberg. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And as I said in the introduction, today I bid farewell to sci-fi month i've done all the star wars films in existence we did the family guy star wars trilogy we did space balls we did the entire star trek timeline of the original cast and the next gen and we've done the kelvin timeline and today we wrap up the kelvin timeline like i said with star trek beyond and this one has a little bit of a sad emotional feel to it because the film was dedicated to the memories of Leonard Nimoy, who passed away on February 27th, 2015, while the film was still in pre-production. So he wasn't able to film even a scene like he had done in previous films, as well as to the memory of Anton Yelkin, who passed away on June 19th, 2016, just about a month before the film's release after a freak car accident. His car rolled down the driveway and basically um, ran right into him, crippling him, putting him in between the, the trunk and like a barricade, and he ended up dying due to the crash. So, a film dedicated to the memories of both, like I said, Leonard Nimoy, the original Spock from the original timeline, and then Anton Yelkin, Chekhov from this timeline. And enough of that downer. Let's get right into the review here, shall we? Captain's Log, star date 202131.5. As the USS Enterprise arrives at Starbase Yorktown in order to resupply and allow its crew to have a shore leave of sorts, Captain James T. Kirk is struggling to find meaning in their exploration. He has applied for a promotion to Vice Admiral, and he recommends that Spock secede him as Captain of the Enterprise. While all this is happening, Hikaru Sulu reunites with his family. Scotty works to keep the ship operational. And Spock and Uhura end their relationship. Spock then receives word from New Vulcan that Ambassador Spock has died. And that's how they write Leonard Nimoy's passing into the film. The Enterprise is then dispatched on a rescue mission after an escape pod drifts out of a nearby uncharted nebula. Its occupant 
Kalara, claims her ship is stranded on Ultimate, a planet within the nebula. As a massive swarm of small ships ambushes and quickly begins to tear the Enterprise apart, the swarm's leader, Krall, and his crew board the crippled Enterprise, capture and kill many of the crew members, and attempt to capture the Abernata, a relic recovered during a recent mission. Kirk orders that the crew abandon ship, leaving the remains of the Enterprise saucer section to crash on Ultimate. On the planet's surface, Kral captures Sulu, Uhura, and other survivors. Kirk and Chekhov, accompanied by Kalara, locate the Enterprise's saucer section, and knowing that Kalara knew that they would be attacked, they trick her into revealing herself as a spy of Kral. She is then killed when Kirk and Chekhov escape Kral's soldiers and flip the Enterprise saucer, which crushes Kalara. Elsewhere on the planet, Bones and a wounded Spock search for other survivors, and Spock explains to Bones that the tension he witnessed between Spock and Uhura at Yorktown was due to his intention to leave Starfleet in order to help the Vulcan survivors and continue the work of the late Ambassador Spock. Jayla, a scavenger who previously escaped Krall's encampment where her father was killed, rescues Scotty and takes him to her makeshift home, the grounded USS Franklin, an early Starfleet vessel that was reported missing over a century earlier. Scotty is reunited with Kirk, Chekhov, Bones, and Spock, and Kral forces the Enterprise crew to hand over the Abernata, then uses it to complete an ancient bioweapon. With the device complete, Kral intends to kill Yorktown's inhabitants, then use the base to attack the United Federation of Planets. Kirk and the others free the crew as Kral launches into space with the bioweapon leading his drones to Yorktown. The Enterprise survivors power up the Franklin and launch her in pursuit of Kral. Theorizing that the swarm's system may be vulnerable to high frequencies such as VHF or radio, they jam and destroy the swarm by broadcasting the song Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. Kral is chased by the Franklin through Yorktown while Uhura, Kirk, and Scotty discover from the Franklin's logs that Kral is actually Balthazar Edison, the Franklin's former captain. A pre-Federation human soldier, Edison rejected the Federation's principles of unity and cooperation with former enemies like the Zindi and the Romulans. And when he and his crew were stranded on Ultimate by a wormhole, the survivors used the extinct natives' technology to prolong their lives at the cost of the others. 
Edison then repurposed the ancient race's dormant mining drone workers into the swarm. And thinking that the Federation had abandoned them, Edison planned to destroy the Federation and resume galactic conflict. Kirk pursues Edison into Yorktown's ventilation system where Edison activates the bioweapon, but before it can spread, Kirk ejects it and Edison into space where the weapon disintegrates Edison. Using the ship they commandeered, Spock and Bones are able to save Kirk just moments before he is also blown into space. And in the aftermath, Commodore Paris closes the files of Captain Edison and the rest of the USS Franklin crew. Kirk is offered the promotion to vice admiral that he wanted, but Kirk decides to remain in his position as captain of the USS Enterprise. Spock chooses to remain in Starfleet and renews his relationship with Uhura. Jayla is accepted into Starfleet Academy on Kirk's recommendation, and our film comes to its conclusion as the crew celebrates Kirk's birthday and watch the construction of their new ship, the USS Enterprise A, so they can resume their mission. But before the credits roll, Kirk, Spock, Scotty, Bones, Sulu, Chekhov, and Uhura, in that order, take turns delivering the classic Star Trek monologue. You know, space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, etc. I liked the touch of each member of the ship getting to say a line of that famous monologue. Now, I did enjoy this film, but I didn't enjoy it nearly on the level that I enjoyed the 2009 reboot or Into Darkness. I thought it had a really strong opening with Kirk questioning him being a captain and wanting to get the promotion to vice admiral so he can get out of the, the mission in space. I liked the, the conflict within Spock with him wanting to go to New Vulcan and continue Ambassador Spock's mission. And I really thought it had a solid ending from about the point where Crawl was revealed to be Balthazar Edison up until the finale. The middle chunk uh, moved a little bit slowly for me, and I felt like it really lost me there in the middle. But strong beginning, strong ending, and if they had just worked a little bit more on that middle portion, I, I would have been fully, fully invested in this like I was the other two. I did like how they went back to Sabotage, which was used in the 2009 reboot. Before Kirk joined Starfleet, you see a young Kirk, I believe he's driving a car being chased by the local authorities and sabotage is blaring out of his system in that scene as well. So I like how they went back to that, a little nod to the first film in the series 
And it really kind of came full circle with that song. When it comes to my rating on this film, like I said, I didn't enjoy it near as much as I enjoyed the other two. I did enjoy it, but I've got to, I think I've got to put this one down on the level that I put The Wrath of Khan and First Contact. I'm going to give this one three out of five stars. I really feel like that middle portion was seriously lacking. And if it had been just a little bit better, this very easily could have been a four star film or even four and a half like the other two. What do you guys think of Star Trek Beyond? What do you guys think of the Kelvin timeline? Let me know. If you're watching the premiere, leave your comments over here. If you're watching on demand, leave your thoughts down here. Let's not forget to get out there. Get those hashtags trending on social media. Hashtag Casa de 18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys get out there. Do what that commercial just told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network for all your official merchandise of the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood. Get you your Renegade J.J. Williams shirt, your Dad's Not Always on Wrestling shirt, Stat Boy Sports Bar, hashtag Stat Boy Approved, hashtag shenanigans. Get you your official merchandise of the Jeff Meacham Network, three different designs of the logo for you to choose from, as well as Meachamania, Talk Wrestling, and so much more. Tomorrow, you're going to be getting a double dose of the Renegade. First up, Renegade Recap where me and Jeff will go over everything I kind of discussed in Science Fiction Month, as well as my very first ever giveaway. Tune in for more information on those, or go back and watch a couple of the older episodes. I give away all of the information of how you can get one of those in those episodes. And then right back here in the normal time slot, exclusively on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I'll be bringing you a brand new edition of Renegades Reviews, and I'll be starting the brand new month, Disney month. And where else do you start with Disney? At the beginning, 1937's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, starring Adriana Casalotti, Lucille Laverne, Harry Stockwell, Roy Atwell, Pinto Colvig, best known as the original voice of Goofy, Otis Harlan, Scotty Matra, Billy Gilbert, Maroney Olson, and Stuart Buchanan. You're not going to want to miss out tomorrow when I begin my new month, Disney films, everything from Snow White through The Rescuers Down Under will be covered in chronological order right here on the Casa D18 Studios channel. So make sure you tune in then. Thank you to all my loyal viewers watching the premiere, leaving your comments over here. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you to my loyal fans that watch on demand, leaving your comments down here. Once again, 
Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate you guys. I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in on a regular basis, helping to get me those ratings, helping me to get enough hours to where I can hopefully soon begin to monetize these videos. I appreciate all you guys' support. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you guys tomorrow. And for the last time this month, live long and prosper.